Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, April 10th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year's Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is Javapeno. Both accounts got really good things and occasionally some bad things, but we don't talk about the bad things. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com, with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. And for today's show, of course, we are doing part two of my conversation with Jenna Garcia, as promised, and this one, and I actually decided here's to just fill you guys in here, not to to hide from you and whatnot. I'm actually going to split this one up into three parts because we talked a lot on Nolan Arenado and the whole situation and his kind of... This perspective on where he is in the league and where his standing is in the league. And just it was, it actually lasted a lot longer when I went back to edit. I actually realized we talked about Arenado for a really long time. So I actually thought it was worthy of being a singular episode of the podcast and then part three i'm going to put out next week don't you worry i promise that um and that part's going to be a lot about the predictions and the spring training stuff that jenna saw going on with the team and where she feels they stack up against the padres and whatnot so without further ado let's get into it guys uh hope you enjoy it and of course i'm hoping you are staying safe just like nolan arenado i hope your friday is going uh as fantastic as he is as a player anyway enough of the intro i've been talking too much here we go you touched on Nolan Arenado before, and unless you, you have any other thoughts on just the Rockies in general, I'd like to ask you, because you said Nolan Arenado, a super serious guy. He had one yeah. of the most, uh, like, explosive, like, <laughs> interviews slash rants about the team and the ownership <laughs> that I think I've ever seen from a star baseball player. And especially it was undercovered, was scrutinized and talked about as much because it is the Rockies. They're not as relevant. They weren't as good last year. So it was kind of overlooked. And I think that casual baseball fans probably might even forget who Nolan Arenado is. That's just kind of the the reality, I think, of baseball as kind of a more localized sport. What is like, what's your just just go? What is your take on the Nolan Arenado (laughs) thing? It's one of the Hall of Fame rants that I've ever heard from a player, maybe in the top like 20 Iverson's still probably got number one with the practice thing, but what's your kind of take on the whole thing? (laughs) Honestly, I think it was long overdue. The Rockies club is private. They don't ever air any grievances. They never tell media anything. I mean, not even like, who are you going to start at pitcher today? Sometimes they won't even tell us that. And it's like a couple hours before game time. You know, we're interviewing the (laughs) – the uh, Bud Black and the manager for the Rockies, and he mm-hmm. he won't tell us because he doesn't want you know the other team to find out. They're very old school in the way of like superstition and strategy, and I think Nolan has been frustrated for far too long, and it it boiled over right. He couldn't help but say something at this point. Uh, Jeff Breidich is a Harvard graduate. He's probably the smartest guy in most rooms that he's walking into. And I think he struggles to kind of communicate with his players the way that the way he's thinking, you know, um, I kind of the way I see him is like a really he, he when I listen to him, I know he's intelligent. I know he knows what he's talking about, but he's also trying to avoid answering your question 
And so he's not really answering, you know, he's not really saying anything. So I don't know why it took Nolan so long to say it. I mean, Nolan's a really respectful guy. He gives you, he's never been like rude, disrespectful to any interviewer ever. Like, and I've been at every single home game for the last two years and in that clubhouse with him every single time. And he's never been disrespectful. He's never, I don't know. He just holds himself to like, pretty high standards yeah. of, you know, character. And, and if you follow like that old school all, thing, yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he, he just would never want to bad, bad mouth anyone, you know, especially right. not the guy who's paying his paychecks. But I think it gets to a point in a relationship with any kind of relationship, my sister and I, my, you know, a, a partner or even somebody at work where you get to the point where you're like, I just need to say what I need to say. And that's what it Mm -hmm. was. You know, he had to get it off his chest. He's been frustrated far too long. And from what I understand, you know, he was told before signing his contract and a big reason to sign that contract was we're going to put pieces around you to make it possible for you to win. And he doesn't feel like that's been done. And so he finally like aired that grievance with the world I also thought it was highly undercovered and and highly like not scrutinized nearly enough because mm-hmm. if your star player is saying something like that about you, you yeah. probably if I'm the PR of the Rockies, I'm having him, you know, Jeff Breidich make a statement immediately because I just think you should take those kind of like comments head on and and as of today, like as far as I know, there still has yet to be a conversation bet- since that last one between Nolan or Jeff Breidich um, at all. Yeah, not at spring training, not at all. So there's no even attempt to repair this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you think about an argument you're having with your mom. I don't know. I always think about my mom and I, we argue about stuff all the time. And I, there's sometimes when I'm just like, I'm just not going to text her back and I'm not going to, you know, because I don't want to have this conversation. And it's like, right. how long can you do that in this situation with Nolan and Jeff? And I don't know it was if it's ever going to be repaired between them, you know, it would take a lot Mm -hmm. of humbling from the Rockies and they're, and I'm not sure that they're willing to do that. So at least nothing, none of their actions have proven to me that they're willing to do that. Uh, I, whether Nolan's able to overlook it and just, and play in a Rockies uniform till his 2021 option is kind of the, the biggest question now. And I think the pandemic in a way potentially keeps Nolan in a, in a Rockies uniform longer, right? Because why would mm-hmm. you take him if he has an, a player option in 2021? Why would you take him after that 2021 season? Nobody's, I don't think anyone's going to just sign him for a one-year deal unless they think he he's the missing piece and we're going to get a World Series out of this. Transition sound effect. We're taking a quick break from my conversation with Jetta guys to talk to you about Postmates. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where Postmates comes in. No grand crazy story for you guys this time, but let me just tell you I've been really enjoying my time using Postmates, the, the little time I've spent doing it, because it's very important in the kind of spectrum realm universe that we're currently living in i don't know why i use such grand words to describe it but whatever on with the ad read if you're like me you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch i love food and that's why i love using postmates they deliver food from every restaurant i could think of right to my door 
But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you first download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. It's it's this giant, like, unfortunate thing, and I, I, I like we've been talking about. It really wasn't covered enough. I mean, this guy, see, Manny Machado, for example, right? He's he's the Padres third base. Everybody knows him, right? He gets more coverage, and unfortunately, a lot of it is because of his on-field behavior and the dirty play accusations, <laughs> which I talked about with uh, Connor Newcomb of Lockdown Orioles, actually, this past week. So you guys could check that out if you want for more details on that. It's, it's interesting because I've always wished that Machado, and this has been the case with him in Baltimore a couple of times, because he's a gold glove uh, third baseman too, but he's had some years that he's a little iffy, and I wish that he could be more consistent like Arenado was. And really just, I mean, Arenado is like a potential Hall of Famer at this rate. I mean, his mm-hmm. defensive metrics are insane. Offensively, he's ridiculous as well. And it's kind of insane that this guy, like, I think before the season started, after his outburst which like you said it's really insane even as someone who doesn't follow the rockies i knew yeah no one i was like one of those old-fashioned uh like a Derek jeter type like very humbled to a degree very serious and like very like yeah like let's let's play like we're gonna let's go out there and win i want to take this seriously and whatnot and then you just see this happen and i just i could not believe it like i remember watching part of the interruption when this happened and they were talking i was like what no, what did he say? Like I, it was, <laughs> yeah. he would, if there was a draft for star players or just players in general who would have a rant like this, Aaron is going in like the, the 16th round. You know what I mean? Like you would never have really picked him to do that. You'd pick Machado to go before that. You know what I'm saying? Just to bring him back yeah, into for it. Sure. So it's, it's really kind of interesting. Now, let me ask you, do you think he's going to be traded? What's your gut feeling on that as of right now? Let's just pretend for a second that baseball is going to happen this year. My gut feeling from the beginning has been no. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that they pretty much, even when they kind of push that info out there, which teams will do this, you know, a, a lot. I've been at the last couple winter meetings and they'll do this thing where they, you'll hear, you know, like, oh yeah, we're interested in Arenado, you know, and then you'll hear teams last two, yeah, two winter meetings ago, Jeff Breidich was there. He was on MLB Network. Um, we met with him for countless hours. It was in Vegas, so it wasn't so bad, <laughs> but yeah, we could gamble a little bit afterwards and stuff. It was oh, pretty man. crazy. You're like, oh man, my a, friend, if he's table. listening right now, <laughs> he's just getting way too excited. He's such a yeah. gambler. Dude, these were, this was an amazing winter meetings. Cause it was my first winter meetings, first of all. Mm-hmm. So that made it special, but then we're in Vegas and you're like sitting at a table, you know, blackjack whatever it is and all of a sudden you realize like oh that's the blue jays gm at the same table <laughs> as me like what uh you know like just these moments where you're like oh i just met who or or like just crazy crazy moments you know I, mm-hmm. and you get to meet everybody in baseball which is really fun but at that winter meetings two years ago jeff put out constantly that the rockies and the rockies media like pr people put, kept telling all us media people no 
there will be no acquisitions. We are not making trades. We are, you know, there's nothing there. No, we're not listening. We would hear like rumors like, oh, maybe they're listening to offers about Nolan or, you know, you hear the Blue Jays GM say something like he's interested in Nolan Arenado and that gets back to so-and-so. And and two years ago, that was definitely off the table. When I heard it leaked this winter meetings, I thought they're not actually interested in trading him this year. I think they genuinely wanted to just see what they could get for him. Because I, I, I felt like coming off of a 71-win season, if you're not going to be a contending team coming into 2020, that is not a, a paycheck you, you want to write, you know? Right. So maybe yeah. taking off that load was more what they were, they were trying to see, you know, well, if by the trade deadline, you know, we have the, we're likely to make the playoffs, then we'll keep them. But if we're not, I, we're going to, maybe deal him but i never thought they were gonna trade him prior to the trade deadline ever if baseball were to happen this year i don't think at this point they would trade him they would wait till the player option in 2021 i think nolan wants to be a rocky honestly like i think he's a loyal person everything that he's shown uh to me and to his teammates and to the rockies fan base has been that he's a pretty loyal person so I think he wants to stay in Colorado, but he also wants to win, right? If you're in your career, I did this as a teacher. I was a teacher before I was in media and I won a bunch of awards individually, like, or as a school, we won like blue ribbon award for best schools in the United States and all these things. But you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've done everything in this field. It's time to like, I need the next thing, you know, I've reached it. And for Nolan to already be able to say that without even prior to his first year of his biggest deal um, is pretty phenomenal. It really does show like he is a, a hall of fame third baseman. You know, he might be the best third baseman we've gotten to see. And I take it for granted all the time, but I still get goosebumps every time I see him make a throw or um, a diving catch. I mean, he's incredible and he's worth the money that he is getting paid. So I don't think that they'll try to deal him until 2021. And I don't think if, if they can prove to him by then that they're really trying to win, I think he'd stay, but I don't know if they're, they're, they're cheap. They don't want to pay for players. So I don't know if they could do it. <laughs> it's, but yeah, it's, it's true. Like we don't have a crystal ball, you know what I mean? None of us do. And we don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, the, we thought baseball was going to be on by now, you know what I mean? So it's really hard to say for sure. And and look, like Mookie Betts, I mean, you look at him. So it's it's really – anything can really happen, I think. And it would definitely send the Rockies into – to use, a, I guess, a basketball term. Like, they'd probably be like a lottery team. You know, one of those teams that's going to be at the bottom of the league for sure if they if they did lose Nolan Arenado. Unless they did get something crazy in return, like a – like a, a bona fide like star right now, which is usually not how trades work like that. But just just saying, like, it's very – it's definitely one of those those storylines that's like it could change the course of the league because he is he has that contract going for now and I think you said he has the player option and when is it play a twenty it's after the twenty twenty one after the twenty twenty one season it's it's yeah. interesting because like this is it's kind of crazy like the turnover that the league is having right now and you know I remember I think it was maybe two years ago was when the first year that I was like wow like growing up that era feels like it's finally kind of over you know what I mean it wasn't yeah. It wasn't guys like Evan Longoria. It wasn't guys like uh, like Trevor Hoffman and it, like for to use a Padres one and the 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 officially like we've moved on. There's no the big Yankees like Jeter and Rodriguez. It officially kind of happened two years ago. And we're really entering that new era of 
Francisco Lindor and the Machados and the Ronald Acuna, who was unbelievable last season. So it's it's kind of interesting to see. And if Nolan Arenado was to move, I don't know where he would potentially fit. Like not fit, he would fit on any team basically. But it's it'd be interesting to see, I guess, just from afar, like what team he'd potentially be on, and like what would that do? Would that catapult them into a, a playoff? World Series contender because he's just that caliber of a player. And I don't think people realize that all the time. I mean, this is a guy who's won the gold glove, I'm pretty sure, like every single season of his career, which is insane. Yep. Like, that's just insane to think about. I, I get goosebumps from just like talking about Nolan's stats and stuff because it really is a phenomenal thing to watch. But I mean, if Nolan goes to the Padres next year, Padres <laughs> aren't winning a World Series because it's baseball and it's, it's proven yeah. that one player cannot – can carry you for like a, a string of games, right? 10, 14 games. Sure. They can have an awesome, you know, Carl Yastrzemski 67 kind of year, but they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to take you all the way. You still need pitching. You still need, you know, a good catcher calling the game. You still need bats more than one bat, you know? Right. So I, unfortunately I, I couldn't say that if he went to the giants, I don't think they win a world series. If right. he went to the Dodgers, I think they do, but I think the Dodgers already win the World Series team as is. So mm-hmm. um, there's right. not You're too right. many places that he's like, it's not where like the NBA where like LeBron going to the Lakers, done, you know, they, they're yeah, number they're one contender. contenders now. Yeah, it's, and that's what I kind of like about baseball, just to, to talk about it generally. Like, I like that baseball is like, hey, guess what? You have Mike Trout. Great, awesome start. You still have a lot more to go. And in football, it's it's kind of like that too, except that football, if you do have the good quarterback, it kind of changes everything dramatically. But still, that's another sport where you need a lot of good players around you. Basketball, it's definitely true. Like I, the Lakers, they get LeBron all of a sudden and some circumstances that were really at, like just from a basketball perspective, it's kind of insane that he went there. Um, oh, it's just like, yeah, he just went there and is, uh, I don't want to you know, project what my, uh, my opinion on what his motivations were, the king that he is and all that. But it's true. Like in, in baseball, like I think it would make a lot of teams better, obviously. Like it, there's no team that would be negatively impacted by no one or it just wouldn't happen, but right. it'd be interesting. It's interesting to say like, yeah, if you went to the Padres, like I'd be ecstatic about it. I don't know where they'd fit the guy. I mean, he better learn how to play outfielder. That'd be great if he could do that, <laughs> but I don't know where he would fit night right now with Machado and Tatis, but you know, yeah. it's it, it's definitely true that I don't. It's it's kind of nuts. Like it takes a lot to win a title in in baseball, and no one player can do that. And it's sometimes it's, it's depressing because sometimes you're like, I want to see the stars be in the playoffs. I mean, the Mike Trout conversation is depressing every time people talk about it. He's been in the playoffs once. Like really, that guy? Yeah. Like it's it's just a it's a really sad thing. And then it's also interesting that you can win the MVP and it's not based on wins. So now we're just talking about the kind of minutia of the different leagues i guess but no one Arenado, whether or not he gets traded we'll have to see but what we know for sure is one of the all-time kind of rants that i've ever seen from a player transition noise ladies and gentlemen that about does it for my conversation with jenna for today that is part two only part two i hope you enjoyed this little kind of deep dive into the no one Arenado thing and really just i'm a, i, I want to emphasize what i said at the end there it really is an iconic and and going to be an underrated rant when it comes to sports athletes and the the sports world, I guess you could say. And it was just it was remarkable. And I think it was really fun talking about it. And and I don't know, the guy could be traded, who knows? But uh as Jenna was saying there, probably unlikely. But still it was definitely fun to talk about. And he's an he's an iconic player. And while he is a divisional rival, I still thought gotta give the man his respects and gotta give him 
props for just how fantastically good he is. Like I said at the beginning of the pod, guys, going to have part three released next week, probably Monday, most likely Monday. And then I'm also thinking of, because that was supposed to be this week, but I didn't have time, I'm going to, or I didn't, I, I didn't schedule it as such. Uh, next week is going to be more about kind of the a look back at some great Padres and great Padres teams, kind of like an all-timer type of thing because I missed it this week. And I'm hoping to actually have some guests on to talk about that stuff, people who are way more knowledgeable, especially about the the Padres teams of old. Um, but even if not, I am doing research myself and I'm prepared to do those podcasts by myself. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Might have a couple other quirky little episodes in there and trying to just keep things fresh and keep things exciting and keep things interesting. I guess, in every sense of the word. So, yes, guys, look forward to that. Staying strong as possible. I hope you are, too. That is it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter at Javapeno for my personal account and at LO underscore Padres for the show account. Send all your questions and whatnot. And also, if you guys would do me a favor, to tell your smart devices now to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball, hosted by the homie Scott Cullen. Lord knows I am a big fantasy baseball fan, and I really can't wait until I do my first draft. And, you know, I know that there's plenty of time to get that done, but I'm still kind of curious. Just I just want to make, do a draft and whatnot. And Scott's been talking about all the nerdy stats and stuff to help you boost your fantasy chances this season and whatnot. Trust me, he's talking about fly ball ratios and, and BABIP and everything and really just, just picking and choosing all the best categories to talk about when it comes to fantasy sports. But anyway, enough on that. That about does it. Until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.